our poor wedding couples. Last episode, we're like, asked them how many batteries they have for their cameras, and now they're like, what kind of ventilation system? Welcome to What in the Wedding, a wedding planning podcast where we help you expect the expected. That's right. We said expect the expected because while you probably don't have a lot of experience in weddings, we do. So sit back, relax, and listen to us talk all things weddings. Enjoy. Ooh, Ooh. we switched it up. Everybody was like, who, what, when, where? What is <laughs> Tis our life, the end of the year. <laughs> Need some uh, different. My life. <laughs> so merry or happy Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you are celebrating. Yes. Maybe you are not. This is going to post on Christmas. We made it. Happy holidays. Yeah, we made it to Christmas. Even yeah, though I feel like least... I've already been in 2024. Like I've already been, I am in 2024 right now. <laughs> 2024, I'm in 2025. I mean, You're technically same. Yeah. I, I'm technically in 2025 too. Oh God, I just like, I've told my husband, I'm like, I don't even know if I left vacation for next year. Like, do we have a space for vacation? <laughs> I know. I honestly, I am the worst at that. I'll be like, oh. my husband's family's like, oh, we're doing vacation this day. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, you changed the month on me. Now we got to regroup yeah, and you see can't what's do going on. No, you, you cannot do that it. to us. Because one of the photographers I had coffee with uh, last month, he was like, you know, one time I almost missed one of my kids' high school graduations because they changed the date for rain. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, that's see, the thing about our job. The worst it is. You don't get to call off. You do not get to call off on our job. <sighs> I'm sorry. It's one of those things. I actually got a text message from another planner who I really, really like. And this is just a sidebar. And it was – she had COVID. And it wasn't during COVID times. So I would say it was recent. It was about six months ago. And I sat there and thought to myself, what would I do? And I'm like mm-hmm. – I think we talked about this on a previous episode. Yeah. I would put on that mask and probably go because – unless I found a replacement, obviously. But you really – there's nothing we can do. Like these – we've been planning for this for how long? Like there is no – Sick days for us, unfortunately. No, you cannot go to a wedding if you have COVID with a mask on. You call me. Yeah, I mean, you know, out. I would find a backup. <laughs> but I'm saying I in know. my extreme ways of I life, know. I would I wear know. like a gas mask. <laughs> that way I'd no I know. Way. I know. It's just, you know, with photographers, you know, like like DJs, like not everyone can, like like our DJ friends can't call us and be like, hey, can you guys pitch in? No, we don't know how to DJ. Photographers, like you have to find a photographer. Absolutely. There's no way I could stand in for you, Hannah. There's just not a way. I've tr- I've tried to shoot a wedding before. It was not my really? strong suit. <gasps> it was terrible. Really? Yeah. It, honestly, I felt so bad for the couple. So they had a situation where their photographer backed out last minute. Oh, I had actually God. just started taking some photography classes because I was like, oh, do I want to do wedding coordinating or do I want to dive into the photographer world? This is when everybody was becoming a photographer. And I said – please do not like hire me, but like I'll take as many photos as I can to like help you out. But I'm there to primarily coordinate and I'll get some side shots. Right. Isn't that those, funny? Those weren't usable. No, those are hidden. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny because you could not, I would not want to deal with what you deal with. Right. And the uncomfy <laughs> and the having to, Cut people off from the bar and oh mm-hmm. no 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 oh that's no. a story that's a womp for one day you did you it know that oh did I do that womp the one where they were crawling on the floor and oh yeah that was a bad one yeah I did not know so I actually because again everyone us wedding vendors talk. Just yes. like you talk with your coworkers, you got yes. the office gossip. We don't have an office, and so the other <laughs> vendors become our coworkers. Yes. So we call each other on the way home for weddings while we're driving, and say, "Guess what? Guess and what happened? I talked to the photographer that was at that wedding with you, and he said that the people at the table thought it was the DJ that went to you and cut them off, and they." took it out on the DJ and got in his face. They did. They got in both of our faces. Yeah. Well, really, it was just the venue. Like, literally, we had nothing to do with it. I just had to be the go-between, and the DJ was just trying to be like, y'all, like, calm down. Like, you're going to get cut right. off. Like, he was trying to and be nice. he was right next to the table, right? Like, his booth was set up right next to the right table. Next so that's kind of how he got 
roped into it. Oh. He got roped into it. Oh, the bad vibes. Like, don't be that person. Just no. leave. No. If you're that intoxicated, just politely give them a hug and a kiss goodbye and say, I'm putting myself to bed. Like, I've created enough chaos. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I was thinking going into the new year, too? I want to rename news stories. Okay. What do we want to name it? I don't know. Can our listeners let us know? Yeah. Megan, our girl, she named the podcast. Let's, I don't, She's we good have at wedding that. wins and womps. We need, we need something fun like what Catchy. in wedding news, but that's long. See, I'm not good at this. Yeah, I'm not good at this either. Uh, do you have any news stories you'd <laughs> like to share? I do. I have oh. a really heartfelt, good Christmas, like wedding miracle wedding. Okay. It's actually just an interesting story because it's like I feel like all of us have been in the dating world at one time and either we loved it or we were like, this is terrible. I need to find my person and I need to be done with this. So uh, it's a couple that is from Boston, Massachusetts, which I've actually never visited Boston, Massachusetts. I have not either. So I've been everywhere. I've been like all the way across the country from Washington down to Arizona, like done that whole stretch just for some reason, never hit Boston. It's not that far from us, really, in the grand scheme of things. It's a day trip. So um, it was a couple that met on a dating website, which I think is just like so cool because I feel like it's either hit or miss on dating websites these days. Um, And during their date, the guy said to her, I'm really interested in you. This date is going so well. Like, I definitely want to go on a second date. I just have to let you know I'm going through liver (laughs) transplant surgery um, in a couple of oh days. <laughs> and oh she's God. like, excuse me? That's heavy. That's a heavy conversation for someone you just met. So they had like, obviously, I feel like I've I've been on this date. Like this is my husband and I's first date. Like it was just like some have that and some don't. Like some first dates are so bad and they still end up so happily married in love and all the things. Right. But my first date was that like I knew – Nolan was my person for sure. Like the first day I was like, oh my God, like it felt so comfortable and normal and real and Mm -hmm. like no fake. And that was awesome. Mm -hmm. So that's obviously what this couple felt. They didn't go into the in-depth how the date really went, but I'm just assuming if you're literally talking about telling this person you barely know that you're having liver transfer surgery and you just don't want them to disappear, that you obviously are having already some real feelings. And they've been talking on messaging. So fast forward he goes to the liver transplant surgery. They continue to talk. Uh, they set up their second date for like after he's like recovered. Oh, yeah. I know. And she said like she was there for him. She dropped off like oh. things that he needed and like a, a basket of goodies and just like things to like help him take care of himself and even like offered to come. But he was like, absolutely not. Like we just met. Like that's not happening. Yeah. So they uh, dated for – I'd say a solid year. And then he decided he wanted to reach out to the family whose son had passed away that gave him his liver. And I'm like, oh, my heart, like for those parents, but also for like this couple, like they just wanted them to know, like you saved my life so I could marry the love of my life. Oh, see, I'll start crying. I'm like, (laughs) there's a lot going on in me right now. Uh So they're just having the best, like, I don't know, just heart-to-heart moment felt with them. The family's crying. They're crying. And they still – yeah, I'm crying. And he still hadn't proposed yet. And she's probably like, I love this heartfelt feeling at Christmas time, but where's my ring? No, I'm just kidding. I just literally went through liver transplant surgery with you. So needless to say, the family was super excited. Well, a couple months after that, he finally proposed. Um, They had this beautiful wedding in Boston. Um, It actually was a couple of months ago. And they invited the parents of the donor. Oh, I love that. See, that was a Christmas miracle. Like, I know that, like, that was such a tragedy for them, but they got to see someone else's life kind of flourish because there was nothing they could do in their situation. You know, there was a similar story that I saw years ago. Um, The bride's dad had passed away tragically, and they donated his organs, so his heart went to another gentleman and that oh. gentleman walked her down the aisle oh i love that and see he had her dad's heart literally i i like that kind of stuff oh yeah it's too much for gets me. me um on a different note i do realize that 
not everyone that listens to this podcast may be dating or maybe in a relationship in this time of year is very, very difficult for people in that kind of situation. Please know that online dating sucks, but two of my brides and now very, very good friends can give you hope that it can work out. So don't give up. My one friend, um, Shout out to Carrie. She was my 2017 bride and a great friend of mine now and one of my assistants. Uh, She met her husband, David, who is like one of my favorite humans on the whole earth. I always tell her I have a crush on her husband and (laughs) my husband knows we're all friends, people. So don't get your panties in a wad. But um, I love it. He that he was on match and she was on match, but she is frugal. She's cheap and she didn't want to pay for match. So I guess. You can't read the messages if you don't pay the I'm monthly obs- fee or some, I'm something like that. I'm obsessed with this girl already. Like, that's amazing. So she could see the messages coming through. But you can say she couldn't read them. And they <laughs> kept coming and they kept coming. And I may be getting the story a little wrong. But the point is, is that she finally decided to pay for it so that she could read, like, why the, like this guy that kept messaging. Curiosity got the cat. Yes. And she she was, you know, like firm anti-smoker. I won't date a smoker. And he said, I just casually smoke. And that was not true either. <laughs> so they met up. You know, she called him out. It was like a funny story. She's like, not only did I pay for match to read these messages, you lied to me. And he, you know, they, they have three beautiful children. And they are so happily married. Aww. And he just, you know, does not smoke anymore, which is funny. And <laughs> she's like, that's done just, now. It started out so weird and rocky and then my other friends met on tinder which is hilarious right and not only did they meet on tinder they and they got married in 2018 so these aren't fresh marriages that you know they've been married a good while now and happy and they have a child but her location when she flew into the city got locked on that city and that's not where she lives and that's where he lived (laughs) so they swiped on each other and then they had been talking for like a week and when he was like okay like they had planned to meet up she gave him the address right now and he's like that's three hours from here (laughs) and she's like well yeah he's like and like the location locked her location never updated Wow. So they were three hours apart. So he had to drive the three hours or whatever to go visit her. And went like they went all night, had a great date. She sent him home. She wouldn't even let him stay. She's like, bye. Like, this is the first date. This is, I'm not that kind of girl. Drive all the way back and they are happily married. So the point of this is, you know, it sucks out there. Like, I'm lucky that I did not have to experience this, but I have friends who experienced it. There can be happily ever afters. Do not stop trying, people. New Year's coming. For sure. I always tell – it's everyone says how great the holidays are. And for a mo- honestly, for most, it is not the happiest no. time of year. It's like I've been there. Like when I lived in Orlando by myself and I was single and I was like, what am I doing here? Like, I mean, I've been there. And it it all it all unfolds, unfolds the way it's supposed to. Yeah. I really truly I mean, believe that. I've done deployments where my husband has been gone over the holidays and I'm a oh. happy person and I'm happily married and I have an amazing life and so many blessings and things to be grateful. But like there was nothing more depressing than FaceTiming my husband so that he could see our kids open Christmas presents. Like, oh, that's devastating. No, it, that is no. sad. So my heart goes out to everyone who's struggling this time of year, no matter what your situation is. Like me, happy person, still struggling around the holidays. And then you have the far end of it. So, you know, at least all you can think is whenever you have happier days, you will have this podcast and you'll know everything that you need to know about weddings. Yes, <laughs> you will. Just call us. <laughs> Just call us and chat. We love to chat, honestly. Hannah um, and I are chatters. Let's we chat sure <laughs> All right. So we have our wedding wins and womps. And I said last episode that I had a good wedding womp. You did. And I actually have a womp too. Oh, so why don't you do yours? Okay. So my womp is for – it's – it's just more of like also be aware of your guests at your wedding. Um, and unfortunately, you do have to apologize for them sometimes, which is like mm-hmm. sad, but you are responsible mm-hmm. for your guests. And I know nobody really wants to hear that, but mm-hmm. you are responsible for your guests. So when you're making that guest list, be like, hey, especially when you sit down 
and you're a couple and you're like, those are your people to worry about. These are my people to worry about. And really just be cautious of who you're putting on your list. So here we go. Ding, da, da, ding. Mm-hmm. Um, this actually happened on the day before the wedding. So uh, it kind of kind of – I don't even know how to say this. My brain – the day before, what happens there, and if you have the same vendors working the day before that you do on the day of the wedding, so rehearsal day and wedding day, they talk to each other, number one. Number two, um, any situation that happens on that day that was involved with a vendor is going to follow into your wedding day. So here we go. That's a There's a little preface for it. So uh, I had a shuttle service that was doing a wedding a couple of months back, and the rehearsal dinner was absolutely amazing. So fun. Ceremony rehearsal went great. Like best time ever. There was a very intoxicated guest that got on one of the shuttles to go home. And I don't know how exactly, because they don't have cameras in the shuttle. They only have cameras outside of the shuttle. Oh, it's not like a school bus. No, it, it was like a very, <laughs> and it, this is like a corporate shuttle. Like they do multiple shuttles every weekend for multiple events. So they're really well known in like the Pittsburgh area. The guest was upset about something or maybe that the shuttle, you know, shuttles, like they have to wait for guests to get on, guests to get Mm -hmm. off. Like they can't give you a set time for every shuttle. They have to give and take 10 to 15 minutes. So he was probably running about 10 minutes late. And this guest was just irate because he wanted to get home to his hotel. He said, uh, racial slurs to the driver. Oh my god! And then proceeded to like berate him the entire way. The driver was super professional and just kept like looking straight ahead. And this is what I all relayed to me from the owner of the shuttle, um, the manager of that shuttle driver. And the guests got off. Thank God there was no like physical altercation because the driver simply was like, "I'm not even looking that person's way." And got off the shuttle. I find out at 10 a.m. the next morning um, when the shuttle company calls me and says, we will pull this shuttle out right now of this wedding. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We have like 90% of the guests are from out of town. 90%. We're not talking like 50. Um, And I'm like, yeah, no, that can't happen. Like we have (laughs) – Pump the brakes. No pun intended. (laughs) Like I was like, I do not agree with this. This is not something I would allow. This is like not, this is not what the family would. I'm, and it wasn't the family. It wasn't the couple. It wasn't the couple's immediate family. It was like one of the couple's like friends of a family. Right. Um, and so it was a situation. I'm not going to lie. It followed me throughout the whole day. She was adamant oh. that she wanted to talk to the bride. And I literally told her absolutely not. But she wanted to talk to who signed the contract, which was, thank goodness, the mother of the bride. I mean, that's fair. Uh, I do I do that. So I can understand right. that. Well, I guess also to kind of put another spin on it, not only were these slurs said, I guess it was another – I'm not going to say who it was. But there was someone who was sending text messages to the event – uh, the shuttle company that were very derogatory. Like I'm going to sue you and like all the things. So that is kind of like the icing on the cake for that <sighs> shuttle company. They were kind of like, not only were racial slurs said, there were like threats, a, three pages of threats. And so I said, I completely understand anything that I can do. She said, I just want to talk to the mother of the bride because this needs to be cleared up or I will not. I'm pausing all shuttle service. And I was like, I thought me being the coordinator is like, everything's fine. Everything's good. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I will handle it. I will make sure these guests don't do anything. I was really trying to slough over not getting the mother of the groom involved. But after the third phone call from the contact, I was like, unfortunately, I have to do what I have to do. So I went to the mom of the groom or mom of the bride. And I said, listen, I'm so sorry. I know you're getting ready. You're having a good time with her. I have to pull you aside. Like she wants to talk to you on the phone. And basically what she wanted was assurance that this person was not allowed on the shuttle. They had pictures of him and they were like, it's going to be a physical altercation because we understand he's probably going to be drinking again. Right. And the driver will not allow him on the shuttle. So he is going to have to find his own way there, like find his own way to the venue. He's not allowed on our shuttle. Uber. (laughs) Uber girl. Uber boy or whoever you were. Uber. Walk it. One of those scooters. (laughs) Oh, I love those. Those are a good time. Um, So yeah, just be aware that like 
unfortunately, your guests can sometimes ruin things for you. That he could have ruined he or she. I keep saying he. He or she, or Shim could have literally ruined the whole wedding day. Yeah. Uh, but that shuttle service would have literally ruined everything a part of that day because that is what kept everybody and all the guests coming to the reception and ceremony venue. Woo. Yeah. It was stressful. I can honestly tell you it was one of the more stressful weddings I've done in a really long time because of that. Yeah. So I guess I don't want to bring mine up now because that was kind of our like end of year, new year. What was a trend for this year? But apparently guest behavior was a trend this year because we had a similar situation and I'm not going to go into it very much at all because I don't want this couple to have to remember um, because they did end up having to get involved and we had a guest threaten a DJ. And I actually heard about this. Yep. The DJ called me after this. We talk um, because we all didn't know. Like we were so shocked. We, we didn't like, we didn't want to get the couple involved. Right. But it was such a fine line because, you know, something, it was something so ridiculous that if I even talked about it, like people would be like, really, I guess got upset about that. And, you know, threatened the DJ and the DJ is very professional. And I had seen his face in the moment and I was like, what's wrong? And he like, basically was like, go away and don't ask me about this, which is very unlike him. So I went away and didn't ask because I knew that in that moment, he didn't want to talk about it. And I realized later because the guest was like glaring at him, like watching him. And he didn't want the guest to know we were like, that I was asking what was wrong because I could read his face. Like I've never seen him look so upset. And uh, he just wanted to keep the professional demeanor and hope that everything would be brushed under the rug and we could continue on with the reception but then that guest continued to stare and just glare at him just glare like and so, so strange so he just continued to do his job and every, and we're like you know this will blow over we have drunk guests all the time like we deal with it a lot yeah and so i had gone out in the hallway to photograph like i always try to like paparazzi people who leave the reception uh, for multiple <laughs> Hannah's reasons. stalking you. <laughs> no, I do. I actually started to do it years ago because I had one wedding where the bride was like, you never photographed my dad on the dance floor. And he's really upset about it. And I told her, your dad was never on the dance floor. And I started to find pictures where he was like at the bar, in the corner, whatever. So it's kind of like a liability for myself. I have started to kind of follow guests. Like if they go outside in the summer and cocktail hour, I photograph them, um, and if a couple is standing there talking, I'm like, hey, do you want a nice picture together? And they're like, yeah. And it's kind of evolved from me like covering who was not on the dance floor and why did we not photograph them dancing to. It's actually a really good opportunity to get the people that are more shy, reserved, laid back that aren't going to be on the dance floor. It still gives them opportunity to get a picture and be a part of the couple's wedding reception gallery. Yes. So that's why I was out in the hallway. And as I'm out in the hallway, I hear this guy shouting and I didn't realize at the time that it was the same guy. So he had stopped <laughs> glaring at the DJ and he's now out in the hallway rounding up his buddies. Like they're making a plan. Like he's like, all I need you to do is stand behind me and roll your shoulders. And he's like punching his hand. Now this Ew. DJ is the least aggressive DJ. <laughs> no, he's like, a he's great not, time. Yeah. He is not, he's not like, one that I've ever seen be aggressive that's ever been like a, a no, fighter. he's super like, go no. with the flow. Yeah. yeah, like he's so laid back. So I'm starting to think like, oh crap, if they jump this DJ, bad things are going to happen. Absolutely. And so at that point, I swung back around and told the DJ like, you need to watch your back because they're literally like planning how they're yeah, going to jump you. Yeah. And this is a true story everyone. Like this is the stuff we see. <laughs> this is not so, fake news. <laughs> at that point he was like stand here for a second. I'm going to go get the coordinator for that venue and just let her know what's going on. Right. Um so she did that and she went and talked to the guest and he got in her face and she's like, "Okay. Now we're going to have to get the problem. And, and like, yeah. So we, what we didn't want to do is have to get the police involved or security involved because, like, if they roll into this reception, it's going to shut the reception down. Like, it, we'll never be able to get the party and the vibe back. Like, right. We just won't. So at that point, we 
I like I'm trying to stay out of it, but I'm also trying to help. So the coordinator went and got the parents and first told the parents what was going on. Um, and they were so apologetic and we hated to get them involved. And they were like, like, we will take care of it. And then they we ended up I don't know who told the groom, but the groom found out. Um, and then later, a couple days later, we found out the bride found out like she didn't know, thank goodness, on the wedding day. But like one of the friends was talking about it and she said she forced them to tell her the story. Uh, but, you know, the conversation that all of us vendors were having was why, like, wasn't he asked to leave? Why? And again, that all comes back to the in the moment on the wedding day, our number one priority is what you said is not causing any kind of rift in the moment not like an outsider would be like yeah you absolutely should have asked him to leave you absolutely should have maybe like gotten a security guard or something involved but put yourself in our shoes we want our couples to have an amazing day and we don't want any bad memories behind it so put yourself in our shoes in the moment the last thing we want to do is like we were just, yeah. Yes, we were trying to control the situation by notifying the parents and then the groom so that they because like you said, they're responsible for their guests so that they could control him so that yes. we did no one else needed to know and no one else did know again, including the bride right. until days later. Um, I have a few family members. We all have those family members that are more explosive during confrontation and I don't know this guy he's not from around here but I you know when we were talking when I was talking to the DJ later when I was talking to the photo both guy later because I guess he had had some issues as well um I said you know if that was my family member that I'm thinking of asking him to leave would have caused even more problems he would have made it a point my family member to be explosive and be a problem, like be more, you know what I mean? Like cause right, more. So, cause so, more so that, well, why didn't you get him to leave that? That might've caused more problems. Absolutely. I think it's too, like one of those things that like us as vendors are always going to try to keep it from the couple. Like we'll go mm-hmm. to fa- parents first, whoever like our contact is so that the right. couple does not know. I've had issues where this irate person goes to the couple and gets them involved. <sighs> and I've had a couple look at me and say, you need to take care of this. And I'm like, I, my hands are tied. Like I cannot physically Mm -hmm. contain this person for you. Correct. And it was like the most heartbreaking thing, but also very unfair to me because I'm trying to make you have the best day ever. And your guest is putting the venue, the vendors, me and a situation. So it's just all around. Like I only had to call, um, security on a wedding one time. And it did. It almost shut it down. Uh, the yeah. groom actually had to pull his um, wife mm-hmm. aside and say, this wedding mm-hmm. will end. Like, they're sitting at the doorway. Yep. It was actually her. She was the one that was misbehaving. Yeah. Um, I know. Isn't that so sad? That's wild. It's usually – so Sorry, sad. men. It's usually the men. Um, yeah, but the, it's all aspects. Like, as sad as this is, it was a, a woman in this turn. So, like, yeah. it it really can, unfortunately, affect your day. But your vendors, I guess what this whole point of it is, mm-hmm. is your vendors do the best that we can to kind of hide and shield you from that uh, if something is really going on. The good vendors. Oh, yes. I keep saying vendors, but, like, it's <laughs> because we work with bounce great. right out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. The, ven- <laughs> the vendors are like, I don't have time for that. And you do have vendors. I, ha- I know a lot of vendors that are, like, not my problem, not my mm-hmm. contract, not my issue, mm-hmm. and dismiss themselves from the situation. We're just too much of helpers. We get our hands in all of it trying to fix it. And that's it's not tooting our own horn, guys, because sometimes there's times where I'm like, man, I wish I was someone who could just sit down with my blinders Same. on and be like, Same. I don't see what's happening. <laughs> I don't. You know, I see nothing. It's funny. I ran into, um, I can hear your pup. I know. Aww. I hope. I hope Say she's hi, not Pesha. annoying everyone. Pesha's like, mom, I am the wedding prop. Like here I am. You're ignoring me. I, I need a crown. <laughs> Excuse no. me. I know I'm the princess here. No, I help you plan not, these weddings. She's not loud or anything like that. I just wanted to acknowledge her because she's sad because <laughs> you are ignoring her. The poor thing. Neglect. She will just die. Alone. Like they yeah. act like they're dying. They're like, hi, I'm not alive anymore. So I have a question because it just 
came up to me about four or five, five years ago, I had a wedding that did call an extra security, but no one knew they called an extra security. Uh, the head of security just had a feeling that he was going to have some problems uh, with some of the guests and, you know, photographers were kind of our own security at the reception. Cause we don't have much to do. We're just paparazzi and whatever is going on. Unless there's a key moment, like a first dance going on. Otherwise we're just standing there waiting for something to happen. And we're photographing that. So yeah. I was standing by the security guard and you know me, I talk to anyone. I'll make conversation with anyone, never met a stranger. So I was talking to him and he's like, yeah, like <laughs> he's like, yeah, we we're calling in some extra security, but they didn't, tell anyone that they were calling us they just like brought them in and I happened to find out because it was in conversation but now I'm wondering as the planner do you know do they like will they get invoiced for that uh, at some venues it's just already included like there might be a uh, security on site that is just basically ordered to contain this person or this situation and they just include that and in they're like venue fee there are other that if the police have to be called and there's a police report or multiple security uh, that there may be a fee incurred. And that's actually in a lot of contracts for venues. If security is required, you may be subject to additional fees. And then there's other ones where uh, if you need hired security, it's an additional fee. Um, but that's a good question to ask your venue. If you do have like a family member that's like super unruly and you're worried about them that you literally can go um, – to that venue and be like, Hey, what's your situation with security? Like they, every venue has it, whether that be the police or actual security on site. Huh. Something to ask. And then I just got yeah. to thinking, um, because I meant to bring it up in our last cold weather episode. And then I totally forgot. Cause we, as we do, we got off topic. Um, uh, you're fine though. Pesha's not bothering us. I, I know. know you're worried about that. Mute worried button. About her. It's, it's fine. We're a mess anyway. She's like, the worst. Just- it's all right. Uh, but I did a venue, a brand new ve- brand new venue a couple months ago, and they had – so first question, we've talked about tents and we've talked about heaters. This might be a dumb question, but bear with me. Never, do never. Care- do kerosene heaters not have fumes? Can you use them Almost, inside a closed space? You can to a degree. If there's ventilation, you can use kerosene heaters. Does the, did the venue have not any ventilation? It was closed. There were walls and doors and windows. Because I've no. Sorry, go ahead. They just had no, walls and doors. And it was like a, it was like your regular venue, but it wasn't heated, and there were kerosene heaters. And we had just recorded our podcast about tent weddings and heaters and all the things, and. I go into this venue and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be able to breathe. I'm going to die in here. What? So there are heaters that don't, that have like a, yes. I was like, Google that. Cause number one, I've never really heard of that, but I did just do a venue in October that had kerosene heaters in there exposed, but they had, even though it was like walls, windows, doors, it was like a very kind of like barn type venue and it had cracks and the. Um, you know, the doors had like little cracks at the bottom and the top. And so it's one of those things that like it was able to escape and there was like a moving airflow. So if the venue has moving airflow, I think that there's not much of an issue, but you still are breathing in gas fumes. It's just not enough to so do health. I'm real concerned issues. now because I Googled and it does say that you have to have vents. So now you do. Mm-hmm. And it, it never, here's why I brought it up, because I found out later that for every heater they lit, they were uh-huh. charged $65, but they didn't know that ahead of time. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Being, being charged for security thing reminded me. I was going to ask you. So they were charged for every heater they lit $65, which was a cost that they didn't expect up front. They thought that that was just included because that was the heat for the venue, but now they weren't electric. They weren't plugged in. I know they weren't because there were no. Ooh, no yeah, I'm they're curious. really supposed to have ventilation. Like this you... was just a building. Like it wasn't a tent or anything. See, and I was in just a building with like windows and walls, but there were like cracks and like the top of the windows. Like you couldn't tell that, but I could because as soon as I saw those heaters in there, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like, people are going to be feeling really sleepy. And you could feel the gas in the air for sure, but it still was like ventilation coming through but still not the no, utmost I don't like safety this at all 
Mm, yeah, it's no, really not like great, but it's not going to kill anyone, but it's not great for your breathing that in. We don't recommend this. The What in the Wedding podcast does not recommend <laughs> any of this. Do not do that. Honestly. No, no bad guest behavior. We if you're going to have a building like that, you need to ask them how they're ventilating it. Where are these fumes going? Like you need to understand their ventilation system before you agree to something like that. Because venues, like at the end of the day, once again, they're just trying to find a quick, easy, cost-effective fix. Uh, and it, it really isn't nothing like health concerning that they're worried about. As long as they're not like killing people, it's going to no. be one of those things that's like they might have had a ventilation system we know nothing about. So it's true. You're you're exactly right. You yeah, just got to ask about that. Harpoor wedding couples. Last episode, we're like, ask them how many batteries they have for their cameras. And now they're like, what kind of ventilation system do you <laughs> I think it's just more when you're talking about your rain backup and like your, um, like it's cold weather venue, things like that. These yeah. are good questions to ask. Like, what do you use? If you're in a tent or you're in just a building with no HVAC system, what do you use? Like heating and cooling. Like, what are the things? It's just, honestly, as a, couple I would have never thought to ask that until I started planning weddings I would have been like oh yeah sure slap a kerosene heater in there and we'll be good to go but like it's good to know these things because once again your guests are your liability even in almost all I'd say 98 percent venue contracts it literally states in there the guests are your liability happy Christmas everyone Merry Christmas Hey, we're just setting you up for the year. <laughs> That's true. You up for the year. We are. We are. Well, I'm. No, you still have one more wedding to go, huh? 30th. One more wedding to go. The 30th. <laughs> I am done. She's done. She's smooth sailing, done. folks. At I actually had someone point? inquire for January, and I unfortunately was like, I'm so sorry. No, thank yeah. Yeah. I was like, I need to focus on my. It's a. It's. It's booking season. Like, I was yeah. like, it's wedding show season. I'm busy. Like, it's my time off with my family. All the things. I do not have another wedding until the third weekend of May. That's awesome, girl. See, mine will what be. What happened? I know. May is not the month anymore. No. April is not the month. May is not the month. No. It's June. June and July yeah. and August. Uh, my August is wild. My end of July and August are wild. I got to look at my calendar. I don't think – I don't know. It's harder because I do less weddings at a higher price point anymore, so it's hard for me to gauge, like – it's not like it used to be. I used to have two every weekend from, like, April to November, plus Ugh. some in December, and uh, one sprinkled in January, two – no. I, no. I, I'm, guys, I'm pushing 40. <laughs> Same girl. Our our, our bones are. This is what we need to do now. We give advice from all of our years. Yeah. See, we not we, sponsors call us up. <laughs> no. We'll be like, yeah, we want you to uh, sponsor Activia. <laughs> <laughs> I have my Activia before bed. Uh, okay. Oh, so yeah, this time uh, of year. Congrats to everyone who got engaged. I'm sure yes. a ton of people got engaged yesterday or you it's coming today. You just don't know it yet. So make sure your yeah. nails are done, girl. Make yeah, sure nails you done. Your hair done. Oh, get them, get them done. Get everything done and get, get ready. Yes, whatever it takes. Yeah. I've had somebody paint their nails on their way to a really special dinner because they were nervous. Yeah. And it happened. Yeah. So oh my God, that's funny. Uh, so inquiries for is it inquiries or inquiries? I say inquiries, but I don't know. Inquiries, inquiries, and inqu- it's kind of like tomato, tomato. So they are gonna blow. So I may not have a wedding until May after this, but I will be busy in the office. Like we get a vacation, but our feet get a vacation. Like we're still gonna be. Oh yeah, I'll be busy doing Look the things. At- yeah. It's going to blow up. Inboxes are going to blow up. People are going to start shopping and they're going to realize real quick the amount of options that they have and the amount of like price scale differences that they are going to have to make decisions about. Right. I know. Which it's is true. scary. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I wish I could say weddings will level out, but it's mm-hmm. trending for weddings to be even a bigger thing yes. and more getting engaged in the next. Like that's what's trending yes. in the news. So I it's. Saw that. Yep, pricing is just going to go up. I'm sorry, y'all. Because demand is going to go up. Yes. They're going to – and it's it's scary for our area because photographers used to pop out, out of the woodwork everywhere. Yes. Uh, it's not 
sports planners right now that are popping up everywhere. It's and florists. true. Yes. And which makes me nervous for planners because it it is not an easy job, y'all. It looks glamorous. It is not no, glamorous. I would not want to do it. And please read your reviews before you hire someone because you're yes. going to pay someone some money that may have no yes. idea what they're doing. Yes. And read between the dotted lines on reviews. Like if they have three five-star reviews and it's just like, they were great. They're wonderful. Five stars. This could be family or friends. Exactly. You need you to see at least words. 10. Yeah. You want like, the, like specifics. Oh, yeah. Like when a bride or a couple writes me a review, I'm like, hey. Mm-hmm. Just put every detail in there. What what? It's great that I was great, but what helped you the most on your day? Why were you so excited for me to be there? I am typing in wedding planner right now, and I popped up. What? No. Get off no. that Google Analytics, Hannah. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's what it Hannah's is. like targeting. <laughs> hey, just send them my way. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, I'm actually booked for 2024. I'm not taking any more, so it's just 2025. You say that. I promise. Oh, wait. I have one November that I'm looking at. One November. Yes. You say that. You watch. But no, I was just pulling up reviews right now. I just picked a random business. I don't know these people. Um, I'm not going to say what city they were in, but I wanted to pick apart like example of reviews that you can trust. Um, this one like has three paragraphs. Great sign. Um, it says this planner was always immediately putting us at ease. They allowed us to truly enjoy the day as she expertly managed vendors, timelines, and every other detail. That's a green flag right there. Yes. Um, from vendor communication to valuable advice, no detail was left unattended, and she continues to go on. Like those are great, great notes. Um, Good and review. She does, yeah, good review. And I'm trying to find because this one does have a one star. And I, I mean, out of all these reviews, she has one one star. And I guarantee we can, if I can get it to pop up. I don't, I don't know how to do that. Whoa. It was a. Uh, this one was a 2020 COVID. She said, "I am a 2020 COVID bride," and then goes on to say not so nice things. So my point Ooh. is, is that she has 80 some five star reviews and two one star reviews. I still say she, this one's a green flag, and I don't even know this person. But that's how you look. You're not going to make every single person Correct. happy. You might completely connect. Like I'm really about connection when I book. So I have turned down weddings where it's like it's just not a fit. Um, like our our vision and our vibe aren't jiving together. And that's nothing against that I what might like you as a person, but maybe I'm just not the right vendor for you. I recommend colleagues all the time. I do. I'm like, hey, this actually you are a perfect fit for so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll send them right. their way. So Yep. I yeah. have uh I have people a lot that Well, number one, if you're going to go photographer shopping and you want me, but then you say, well, Hannah, like we really love you and you've done a lot of our friends' weddings, but we really love the dark and moody vibe. It's an immediate no for me because what people don't realize is it's not just a matter of me slapping a preset or an edit on a photo. Like I physically can't do it. I, the way that we take photos on the day of the wedding directly reflects our editing style and and the way that I shoot on a wedding day it doesn't matter how I edit that photo it's never gonna look like a dark and moody a dark and moody you know and that that's happened to me and they're like I just I like I love you and I loved you at the weddings and how you arrange and do stuff but I can't produce the the finished product that you want I will recommend people who I've heard good things about who who have that style and on the flip side I've had people that said we love your photos, but we want a more laid back, candid style, like no posing. We're not even going to do family formals. Like we just want you to stand on the sideline and just like photograph whatever's happening. I'm not comfortable doing that. There is no physical way that (laughs) I could just stand. You're not a candid photographer. You, I mean, you are to a degree, you really are, but you like kind of your list that you have to get. I know how to pose people and I know how to how to create those photos. And I do stand off to the side. And that's what a lot of my assistants are for is to get those candid moments and, and the little things. But I'm not a document. Well, I don't want to say I'm not a documentary photography because wedding is a, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I just can't stand on the yes. side and never right. say a word 
stay and quiet feel and stay good. Yes. Yeah, quiet and handle doesn't get it. But <laughs> I would never be proud to present that gallery because it wouldn't be a true reflection of Hannah Barlow photography work. Exactly. You want to stay true to what your businesses, your Correct. it's like every business model. Correct. Like if you don't stand to what you what you're basically made of and why you started your business, it's never going to stand for anything. I'm really about that. No. Like your mission statement is your business mm-hmm. and you. So Hannah knows this. I say this to her all the time. Like we all have our favorites. We do. And mm-hmm. I have, you know, I have other photographers. You have other coordinators that you like to work with. Mm-hmm. But I can't tell you how many times I tell Hannah and I'm like, I just, I can't with this gallery right now. Like I can't use any of it. <laughs> and it's no, not to be like, Hannah's the best in the land. She mm-hmm. is really great. But that's a photographer that can shoot candid, but also has a schedule and a shoot list. I think you need to have both. I think you need to be able to be like, no, you have to have post pictures for family formals. No, you have to have post pictures for bridal party. It's the candid moments like when they're out on the dance floor and when it's bride and groom walking through the field. Like those are great shots, but there needs to be some pose because Mm -hmm. let's be honest, a lot of us are just awkward. We're like, er, like, does this look good? Like, it doesn't look great. Like, so Hannah has to come in there and her sister and be like, okay, let me move this, drop right. the shoulder, lean right. into her. Like, it just is what it is if you want really good professional looking photos. And I want to get some photographers on here eventually. Yes. Because I know there's some locally, my direct competition, that friends have hired them for different styles or different price points or whatever it may be. And the friend that was my bride will text me and be like, there was no family list for family formals and we were so stressed. And I'm like, why were you stressed? And they were like, well, because we're used to your list. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make it the right way. That makes it the Hannah way. Um, But I would like to talk to, I want to know how they do it because I cannot imagine arranging family formals, not knowing mom's name, not knowing dad's name, not knowing that dad and mom are divorced. And that dad is remarried and that they do get along so I can photograph. I cannot imagine figuring that out in the moment. So how do they do it? Tell me your ways. I feel Uh, like we need to get Harley C. Photography. We love him. He's funny. He's great time. He does. He has a very different look. He's so laid back. So I wonder if he has that style. He takes a lot of photos. I know he takes a lot of photos when he's out on a shoot. So I'm like, we need to have Harley on here because yes. I bet he's a, he is a completely different feel, vibe, look, everything. Yeah, that's a good idea. He has got good energy too. He has such good energy. But I don't know. That's He would be a great one because I don't know anything about his behind the scenes right, me system either. and, and he, he is does things. Fire. Like everyone is Loves him. loving Harley right now. And he, he does great me, work. He beat me in the best of the best competition. Did he? Last year. Yeah, he Harley. did. I was second. <laughs> he was first. Um, Aw. He's, he's the top very, two. He's loved by our community. So, I, yes, we need to talk to him. And then there's another photographer uh, that I ran into. They're from up north. But I ran into them, and we were, like, passing at a venue up north in Pittsburgh. And – I was like, oh, hi, like, what's going on? And they were like, nothing, just waiting on our couple. They're about 15 minutes late. And I remember thinking in my head, you're not with your couple? (laughs) Wait a second. You've just been able to sit here and breathe for 15 minutes? Like, tell me your ways. Because I usually don't go until the couple goes. Like, I don't leave without them. Yeah, you're with them. they they will lag behind (laughs) yeah or you're like behind the shuttle yeah you're like behind the shuttle in front of the shuttle or they're with you right I want eyes on them at all times um sometimes that like one of us will go ahead and like the videographer or something will stay back that way someone always has eyes on them so that something doesn't get missed but also so that they don't lose track of time so I want to learn the ways of the more laid-back photographers because this is something I've been thinking about a lot like do I sometimes overstress myself out on things that I shouldn't be – shouldn't matter? I don't I know. I think you and I both do. We just have those, like, personalities where we're very, like, what's happening? What are we doing? What uh, – I just want to make sure this is perfect. Like, we're just perfectionists, I think, and that, like, that we want things to go so well that we want to try to, like, manage it, and yeah. we can't. Like, weddings are unmanageable. They have just to kind of their it. own beast. Just say it. You're control freaks. We are. We're both control freaks. Ugh. 
It's the worst. <laughs> I mean, I would love to have that 15 minutes to eat. I don't know. I know. I, I actually know. was just with a photographer that was very much like that. Like half the time I was like, where is she? <laughs> And the couples are still happy at the end of the day, so they're not doing anything wrong. No, the couples are they were happy as little happy as happy can be. Teach me. Teach, teach me, me your ways. ways. Oh, I All love right, it. So So this is what we talked about this in a previous venue too or uh episode about when to book your vendors. But as soon as you get engaged, I always just say go straight for that venue. So like now that you're getting engaged, like obviously if it's during the holidays, like take a breather, relax, but feel free to like message these venues on their websites and their inquiry pages and just basically like, hey, not sure of my date yet. I just want to set up a tour or you can send me your available dates because a lot of venues, if you're trying, if you get married or if you get engaged around Christmas time and you're like, I want to get married in 2024, your first thing's got to be venue. venue. You got to see what they have available. So just ask them to send their available dates. And again, if you, I just had this conversation with a bridesmaid. Uh, she was like, when I get married, like we're booking you and we're booking that vendor and we're booking that vendor. She just like, she loved the vibe of all the vendors together at her friend's wedding. Um, and I told her, I said, well, do you have a date in a venue? She said, not yet. And I said, okay, if you're serious, because I mean, sometimes they've been drinking, like they're excited, you know, whatever. Oh I'm yeah. Not a I'm car a good Yeah. So I was like, if you're, but if you're serious and these are the three venues that you want to have vendors, not venues, vendors that you want to have, then you need to get with them as soon as possible and map out all the dates that they are available. And then you need to write those dates down and start calling venues and saying, are you available these dates? Yes, I agree 100%. That's the hard way to do it though. It is. It is hard because you just want to reach out to everyone and see, you know, especially the vendors that you've been thinking Mm of having. I absolutely understand and get it, but you really got to nail down that that venue and be like, Hey, you can reach out to your vendors that you really like me. Like, Hey, I reached out to my venue. I'm just waiting to hear back if they have my date or the tours I have to go on, things like that. Right. And I will like, I don't hold them, but I, I like, like those couples to keep in contact with me. A soft hold. Yeah. A soft hold because I know like they're serious. They're pretty serious. And I've been burned a few times doing that, but not very, not very, especially if it's not a prime date. Yeah. I honestly can say yeah, I haven't been burned too many times by doing like a soft hold. Usually if they're inquiring, they're they're very serious about moving forward. What are the two dates next year that you just continue to see popping up? Oh my goodness. Requests. September twenty first. Yes. What's October going 12th? on with October twelfth? I June just 8th. had another one. June eighth. June eighth. Yep. So I actually just had my first June 8th. Now it's June 29th. So I've had four for June 29th. And I'm like, I can't, I wish I could divide and conquer into four people. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I don't even have to look up those dates anymore. When people reach, I just had a guy call me the other day and he, he said, I'm calling about wedding photography services. I said, okay, great. When's your wedding date? And he said, October 12th, 2024. I didn't have to look. I'm like, I am booked. Yeah, I know. Because so many people have asked it, which the second weekend of October and the first week of October are usually very popular, but this year it's the 12th. Well, it's the next 12th. Year it's the 12th. Yeah. I know. I just yeah. had one. It's so funny that you said that. I just had one yesterday that said October 12th. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, And she had actually inquired with me and then I didn't hear from her again. And then I booked something else. And uh, I know so it was- burned. Yeah, it was like months though. We're not yeah. talking like a couple yeah. weeks. Like I was like, oh, for sure, she's found somebody that she. Right. So that is a lesson to all of you couples getting engaged or couples who have weddings next year. If you, I mean, if you have any date, you need to you need to be solidifying people. But if you were June eighth, <laughs> September twenty first, or August twelfth, or October twelfth, and you don't have hair and makeup or or some like vendor that you run. have to have, yeah, run. run because you are already going to have a hard time. Yes. Yes. Fighting people that are available. And sometimes the ones that are still available are still available for a reason. It's true. I know. I hate to say that, but it's so, so true. Not always because I don't have the first two weeks of May booked. I don't know what happened. I always have. I've never not had the first two weekends of May booked. So that's not always true. See, I honestly, my beginning of Mays are always slow. It's my end of Mays. Really? Oh, I'm always booked all through May. Really? Always. Yeah, I mean, May was just always a trending month, but now it's just not anymore. Yeah, I don't, 
I don't know. Are you going to do wedding shows in January? Oh, yeah. I always yeah. do my one that I do in Pittsburgh, the Wyndham yeah. show. And the reason I do that one is because everyone has just gotten engaged. Mm-hmm. They really are still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, like, talking with people. And that's my one time that I kind of get to just talk to, like, hundreds of brides right. or couples. Right. And so I just love, like, filling in all that energy. A lot of coordinators – I was the only planner coordinator at that show last year. A lot of planners and coordinators don't want to uh, foot the bill to pay for that mm-hmm. because there's not a bunch of return. But I actually booked five weddings out of that. Wow. So it was worth it for me. But I do it more because I'm just such a wedding nerd. And I'm like, oh, right. I want to see all my vendor friends and like have a good weekend with them all. Right. Oh, so. we should do – we should – let's – I actually, I have it scripted. Let's do a wedding show Yeah. episode. I love that. I'm even maybe I'll even because I like, don't do them I don't right well maybe that day too I'll take some videos and like little chat sessions or uh when I'm at the show and put it on our little like fun. maybe I'll bring story. my daughter up depending on what it <gasps> that'd is. be fun she yeah loves that kind of stuff oh. she'd be like I'm about this mom let's do it her wedding is gonna be expensive <laughs> She's seen You're everything. Like, yes. Like she, you know, she pops in the office and she sees me editing and going through stuff and she goes through my albums, you know, when I bring her down to the office and she just, she knows too much. <laughs> she knows way too much. Way She's going to have the Cadillac of weddings. <laughs> I know. Oh, She's worth it. So in about, what, a week, New Year's Eve's going to be here. And New Year's Eve. I need that. I salute you like the beer commercial. I salute you, wedding vendors who are working New Year's Eve. Godspeed. <laughs> yes. Like, I will work the day before New Year's Eve, but Ashley oh. nor Hannah will work on New Year's no, Eve. I will. And a lot of wedding venues are booked during this time. So, like, say a little, send good vibes to the venue coordinators. They I, have to work yeah. almost every New Year's Eve. Oh, you know how that was too, because you used to. Well, did you when you worked for that venue? Did you have to do? Because they had parties, they did Halloween not weddings. Uh, Halloween. What am I even talking about? <laughs> they had New Year's. <laughs> they had Halloween parties on New Year's Eve. Pop uh, the brakes. <laughs> New Year's Eve parties, so their venues weren't open. Ah, and you know what? We didn't circle back around to. I promised the listeners before we go that I would give them my wedding womp. Oh yeah, you have to. We'll end on that. We'll end on that. Yeah, we'll end on a wedding womp. So it reminded me because you said these these venue coordinators are very busy. So this happened to me years and years ago. Um, It was a – like my fourth wedding ever. So I I didn't have any experience. I still don't know how I did it. I I honestly – looking back, I'm like – I feel you. I'd probably be screwed today if this happened to me. But so this couple was having a very extravagant, extravagant wedding at a very well-known but corporate, well-known but corporate venue, hotel. And they had agreed that the vendors would get in at 8 a.m. because the florist that they hired is a huge, elaborate, well-known florist and was going to need four hours to set up because, I mean, they had arches and their centerpieces were trees. I mean, that there were crystals hanging from the sea. It was gorgeous. So the florist needed to get in. And then like the chair rental people's need, people needed to get in. And because they had stuff hanging off the back of the chairs, the chairs had to be there before the florist got there. And then the DJ was doing this elaborate setup with uplighting. The cake had its own uplighting. The cake had its own spotlight. The um, centerpieces had spotlights. They had um, TVs set up where the DJ had interviewed them ahead of time and was like playing their interview and it, so just a lab elaborate the cake had to get in there because then the florist had to put the cake on like all the things so the plan was the vendors were going to get in at 8 a.m about four hours set up i was going to get there at noon to photograph everything because unlike most couples their main priority for pictures was reception because it was like just like So I needed to take all the time that I could take to make sure that I got all of that covered. So that was the plan. So imagine my surprise when I get there at noon and I'm rolling all my gear to the ballroom and there's a medical convention in there. Oh, no. At noon. And you're at noon. At not even like 
And the ceremony starts noon. at yeah. The ceremony starts at four because they're doing a first look. So we were gonna do first look at two photos into ceremony at four. Cocktail hour starts immediately after that into reception. So I go to the front desk thinking I'm in the wrong place, and they're like, "Well, no. Once the medical convention clears out, yeah." <laughs> okay, girl, it's now. twelve o'clock. <laughs> like, what are you talking? So. About? I go to the coordinator and she's like, yeah, there was nothing I could do. Like corporate booked this big medical convention. And that's a perfect example of like this time of year, they don't care. They They don't care. They want their money. They didn't care that the vendors needed four hours. And you know what she said to me was, well, they have until four. The ceremony starts at four. And I'm like, and I'm ma'am. So I didn't say anything. I was just like, okay. I'm (laughs) going to do my job. I have to go for, yeah, I have to go photograph. So. I went, and the couple knew, obviously, the couple knew because all of the vendors were calling their phones going, hey, we can't even get in. So the vendors had all arrived at 8 a.m., couldn't get in, Goodness, had to hang out for four hours, and now they still need four hours to set up. So let's do that timeline. They are getting in there afternoon, and they need four hours to set up, but the ceremony starts at four. It's not happening. It's barely so, going to happen. So when am I supposed to take pictures? Exactly. <laughs> and looking back, I don't I don't know how I did it. I I don't Did know, everything I, end up happening? It did, but it was everyone was stressed. Everyone was stressed, everyone, everyone was nervous. Was the couple could feel that, yeah. The florist was stressed, the DJ was stressed, and what I did was I like went to the DJ and I'm like, can you please like not let one person come in this door after the ceremony? Because what's going to have to happen is I'm going to have to run from the ceremony and get into this reception hall and literally run ahead of people who are going to be having cocktail hour in here. In here. Then she get detail shots. So that's what we did, but it was, it was, oh. it was not fun. See, this is where venue coordinators, I'm sure she was just too nervous to even discuss it. Unfortunately, you are a vessel for that venue. Right. And if it's you a corporate have, venue, they don't care about her. They don't no. care about you tell them. And then you say, if you have a problem, here's my food and beverage director's number. Here's my mm-hmm. director of sales mm-hmm. number. Here's my director of catering's number. That is not your problem. You literally she was not a private coordinator. Yeah. She was the venue coordinator. So, oh, this is why it's, I think, I think planners and coordinators are becoming a thing because couples are refusing to deal with that now. Yeah, but the ones that are becoming planners and coordinators are not planning and coordinating. And if they are, I'm not seeing it. And I know it's not just me because I've talked to many other vendors that are like, what what is going on? What's happening? That was another trend this year. There are planners and coordinators popping up everywhere. You know, my biggest rule, go work at a venue before you become Mm -hmm. a venue or become your own private wedding or shadow. Right. Shadow a wedding planner coordinator that's been in the business for a while so that you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Same for wedding photographers. Yeah. You need to second shoot and experience wedding days before you're out on your own, which I'm not following my own advice. I've shot my very first wedding. That's a whole story for another day about how I became an accidental wedding photographer. Uh, but <laughs> I shot my very first wedding having never done anything except for be a guest at a wedding. Um, or a bridesmaid, and it, it all worked out. But I think that's because I'm just naturally an organized, logistical individual. Um, I got much better very quickly second shooting for a friend the next year. So find opportunity. I mean, a lot of photographers don't have a team. They need second shooters constantly for every wedding that they have. There are people that will take you on and just be honest with your experience level and how much you know. Um a lot of them will teach you a lot. I mean, the reason that I can bang out family formals, which is funny that I'm known for that now, is because of our friend Carrie, who did your wedding. Yes. She taught me how to do family formals. I remember the day she said, I'm going to start doing family formals different. And I've typed them all out on this paper. And this is how I want you to call them out. And this is why. And she taught me the peeling the onion process where you start with the biggest group first and you start subtracting people out until you whittle it down to just like bride and mom, bride and dad, bride and siblings. It's smart because then you have to track those people down and you're just like weeding them out as you go. Yep, exactly. You know what Carrie loved about me? I still sent her a shot list. My wedding was very small. It was only 40 people. (laughs) 
I was like, okay, uh, next up is Gwen and Bob, <laughs> Emily and Caleb. And she's like, Ashley, I, I love you. And I'm like, you, I'm I'm used to this. Like, I know this life. You couldn't even behave at your own wedding. She was like, Ashley's the shot list speaker. Like, everybody listen to her. That's funny. Because we just have it in our head. Yeah. Like, I didn't I memorize. Yeah. 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 So I was like, it's fine. That's amazing. I know. That was – I honestly, it wasn't a terrible, like, so bad feeling womp. Like, I feel rejuvenated Merry Christmas, almost. everyone. <laughs> Have fun. We hope that you enjoy the day with family, quiet. This is when everybody starts talking about the wedding. They're so excited. They can't wait to plan it. Um, but take the time to enjoy that and, like, type out your email, like, all in one big email to your vendors. Like, these are my thoughts over the holidays that yes. my family and I all got around and start talking. And they may not respond to you this week, so that's okay. That's okay. They will respond to you definitely within the first two weeks of January. Correct. That's the time frame. Oh, Aw, I right. love that. This was a good one. All right. This You've been listening to another episode of What in the Wedding. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you'll get updates and when we release new episodes. And leave us all those stars. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or you can email us at whatinthewedding at gmail.com. That's all one word. With your thoughts and all your questions. See you next time. Bye. Bye.